your departures into Cantor a little hit and miss. You know what you want to do, you know the lead that you're looking for, but well, you find you've only got maybe a 50% success rate, and at that you're never quite sure which side of the 50% you're on at any given Cantor depart. Well, don't worry, this week is all for you. Hi there, my name is Lauren and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where each and every week we take a different topic to do with horse riding. We break it down into smaller pieces that you can understand very easily. And not only that, you can go back and teach your horse as well. It means that you and your horse have a plan for each day that you ride this week. And it also means that we can say goodbye to that endless circle that very often crops up in our riding when we have our own horse. It is very easy to get enthusiastic about riding and then get into the arena and, well, not have a cooking clue what is going to happen next. And when that happens, we end up, as I said, riding that endless circle. So I'm going to let you know at the end of this how you can get your hands on all the lessons, all the past lessons. And of course, the canter collection as well. All those lessons about cantering. Um, If canter is your maybe sticky point at this point in your riding. But let us get back to today. And as I mentioned, today we are talking about canter departs and how to... Well, maximize that success rate to go from 50% to 100%, particularly where canter leads are concerned. So as I mentioned, a lot of people, they get into the canter, they think they've set everything up okay, and then they ask for the canter, and they have to go two or three strides, they have a little look-see, and they think, uh, not on the correct lead at all here. Bring it back to trot, try again, might work, might not work. But there's no real definitive yes this is the canter lead I'm asking for and this is the lead that my horse is going to strike off on why is this well there's lots of different reasons so first and foremost a lot of riders are not really 100% sure about how to set up the canter they tend to really just kind of chase the horse into canter and hope for the best you know well well he he's a horse he knows what to do um, and meanwhile because it's not been set up correctly and due to this chasing aspect that often happens the rider ends up influencing the horse incorrectly and the horse ends up on the wrong lead now you have to make you have to keep in mind all the time when you're riding you are the biggest influence on your horse so what you are doing is really really going to have a huge huge impact on how the horse goes and what the horse does at any given time. So rather than chasing the horse into the canter, we need to start working on actually setting the canter up, okay? So a lot of the times when we talk about canter, we talk about inside and outside, and as I said, correct lead and incorrect lead. Now, when we learn to ride initially, we are often told that the correct lead is the lead closest to the inside of the arena. So the front leg that is closest to the middle of the arena, that should be the one in front, that should be the canter lead. And initially when you're riding, yes, that's very often true. For the most part, it's true. However, later as, well, things get a little bit more intricate and a little bit more maybe detailed in your riding knowledge and experience in your horses as well, your abilities. Um, You soon learn that the canter lead, the correct canter lead is actually dictated by the flexion of the horse, okay? This is something that is often only thought way down the line to riders. However, this is something that's vitally important if you're going to pick up the correct canter lead from the get-go. 
your horse's flexion will very often determine which lead he strikes off on, okay? Why is this? Well, what you want with the canter, you want that the outside leg is striking, then the inside hind leg and the outside front leg move together, and then it is the end, the, the last one, the one that leads the way then, but it is in actual fact the number three, the third beat in the canter is the inside front leg, the one that we see and we say, ooh, correct lead, nope, incorrect lead, okay? So, but it all starts from the back end, as most things do with horses, okay? So it all starts from behind. And what riders tend to get confused on is that it is the opposite back leg that you need to ask for with the canter. It's the outside back leg. But in order to make sure that that leg touches down and basically engages the chain of events that lead to the canter, lead to the correct lead in the canter, your outside rein plays, uh, plays a huge role and a huge part, okay? You want to, when you're thinking about riding your horse into the canter, think about setting him up and riding him into the outside rein. I know this sounds a little bit strange, but bear with me. I'm going to explain it now, okay? So you want slight flexion through your horse's body. Now, a lot of people will say bend. It is, a flexion is a slight bend, but it's more like it's almost like that your horse is slightly preferring one side to the other, whereas a bane is, yes, he, he definitely is going that way, okay? You want the flexion through the horse's body in that it is literally, it's like maybe an inch or two. That's all it is off of center, okay? So let's say we're traveling on the right rein around the arena. We're going, um, that your right leg and your right hand are on the inside they're closest to the middle of the arena and as we're walking around when we are talking about inside and outside and asking our horse to canter assuming that we want a true canter not a counter canter we are going to want him to strike off with his outside back leg which is going to be his left back leg and he's then going to move his inside back leg which is going to be his right back leg along with his outside front leg together and then follow it up with the inside front leg okay which is going to be the inside right leg um his front right leg okay so to do this, we need to set up, we need to build up that outside rein. Why? Because when you give the aids to canter, you need to time it correctly so as his outside back leg touches down, but you are telling him to do that using your outside rein, okay? Now, if you were just to sit there and give a lovely pull of the outside rein, do you think you'd have much success? Probably not, okay? That's not what it's about at all. And remember, I said this flexion. So your inside rein also plays a part. It actually plays quite a big part in asking for the canter. So what we want to do here is first and foremost, make sure that as the rider, we are sitting wonderfully balanced, okay? You want to have an equal amount of your body on both sides of that horse, okay? On both sides of the saddle. You don't want to lean one side or the other. You don't want to be tilted one side. You don't want any twists through your back. You want to be nice and equally balanced, okay? Now, when you're asking for the canter, we all know we, we, this whole inside leg on the girth, outside leg behind the girth. But some people get a little bit carried away with this, okay? So why is the inside leg on the girth? The inside leg's on the girth to ask for the impulsion, to ask for the energy creation, to say, yes, now, okay? The outside leg is playing tag with your horse's back leg. I know that sounds strange, but you have to think of it like that. It is like, you know, when you play tag, you like, you say, tag, you're it. That is what your outside leg's job is. So all it's going to do is going to swing back and say, tag, you're it, to your horse's outside back leg. 
And then it's going to come back to position. What's the position? Well, because your seat bones are going to follow your horse, your inside seat bone is going to be slightly in front of your outside seat bone. So the position of your outside leg will naturally be slightly behind the inside leg, okay? So your outside leg is going to be slightly more back, but not to the point where you're saying stuck in the mud tag, okay? You're not like touching it and saying, there we go, I'm going to hold it there, tag. No, no, it's like tag, you're it, bring it back, okay? So we've our legs sorted out. Now, I said the inside rein plays a part. It does. Remember I spoke about this flexion. So by putting your inside leg on, you are beginning essentially to bend the horse. You, you could, you have all the potential there to bend the horse to the inside. But we don't want to bend him to the inside. We just want a slight flexion of the horse to the inside, okay? So your inside rein would ask for that slight flexion. Now, there's a few ways you can do this. I find it depends on the horse. Sometimes you do have to open the inside rein a little bit. Sometimes just a, a turn or a twist, if you could imagine, of your wrist is enough to do it. But either way, you will have to ask your horse to slightly flex. How much? As I said earlier, an inch, two inches, like you're looking at maybe four centimeters two to four centimeters that is all you're looking for here this slight little flexion off the center line so if your horse is lovely and straight you're just asking them to slightly flex as if we go back to our example that we're asking for the right lead we're going to ask for a slight flexion to the right and when you flex to the right think about this now when you ask for that flexion to the right you've got that inside leg on your horse you're automatically now driving your horse or riding your horse I don't like the term driving let's say riding riding your horse to fill up the outside rein think about it think about it logically now think about if you're on your horse and if you have that slight flexion you have the inside leg on your inside leg your outside leg is just slightly back there and your outside rein is there ready it is going to fill that outside rein and that is what we're talking about so then when you apply that half halt okay so now you're just going to say with your half halt as your horse's outside back leg comes underneath him to take that stride forward he is going to put the pressure on your inside leg is going to say now and he is going to then put the pressure on it you've tagged him tag there we go pressure Next part ends up being that diagonal movement that makes up the two beat, the middle beat of your canter, followed by the lovely front movement of the inside front leg to finish it off. Now, I know it sounds very easy, doesn't it? Don't worry. Um, it sounds easy. Sounds. Uh, when we start putting it into play, all sorts of things can go wrong. Remember I said at the very beginning that you are one of the biggest influences on your horse, okay? Yes. You see, what tends to happen as riders, we get so caught up in this sequence of events, this chain of events, okay, that, and remember, but bear in mind here, this happens really quickly, like, just like that. There we go. It's happened. Okay. It's finished now already. And uh, we tend to, as riders, we want to kind of go step by step and say, okay, that's there. This is here. Meanwhile, your horse has already gone down the long side of the arena and he still hasn't cantered. And at this point, because things are not happening all together, your horse has no cooking clue what you're asking him to do. And you, in a little bit of maybe frustration, trying to get your point across, begin to, well, 
overemphasize some of the aids. Remember, your aids have to be balanced. It is such a fine balance. All your aids are working together in this lovely balance. And if you are going to just try and overemphasize one over the other, it is going to knock off that balance. And inevitably, if you knock your balance off, your horse's balance is going to follow suit. And that is where you get the 50-50 chance, okay? That it might be this lead and it might be that lead. We're not too sure which lead it's going to be at any given time. So how do we move forward from here? What I would do is I would suggest you to begin practicing getting your aids, the the basically the sequence of events that's going to happen, putting them on autopilot, start it in walk, get used to it happening underneath you. And not only that, begin working on your half halt and the responsiveness of your horse to your half halt. It is essential for a good counter depart. Now, the last thing I want to tell you before we leave here, and I'm, I'm, I am going to finish this up now today, we'll, we'll deal more with this tomorrow, is that you have to make sure your horse remains moving forward, okay? So very often when we are trying to, as riders, we're trying to perfect something in our body. Um, so you're trying to get your aids sorted out, straightened up, everything lovely and equal. Um, you're trying to get everything in the right place. We can sometimes get a little bit stuck in what we're doing now and that tends to mirror across to the horse it transfers across and the horse tends to get a bit stuck and what you'll see is that it loses that lovely forward movement your horse needs to be moving and thinking forward in order to get a good counter transition okay now you're not to mistake this with speed speed is different and what we're not looking for speed all we're looking for is that he is going somewhere He's going somewhere, he's he's got a sense of purpose about him, if you could imagine that, okay? Um, you know when people say, don't dilly-dally, he's not dilly-dallying, he is going somewhere with a sense of purpose, and that has to remain throughout his movement, regardless of which gait he's in and what he's doing, it has to remain the whole time while he's working, okay? And particularly through the transition in to counter okay i'm going to leave it at that for today there is so much we need to talk about on this topic we are going to deal with it all this week if you want to join us you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join all the details are there and as i mentioned you do then get the whole canter collection uh, this is just one piece of the canter collection there's a whole whole gathering of lessons in there all about canter and of course that is just one of the collections there's loads more in there as well and um, so yeah you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join we would absolutely love to have you have a great one and if you are a daily strides premium member i'll see you tomorrow be good bye, bye.